Left me hanging again. Do you believe that? Amen. Ain't God good? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I love who he is. The more I get to know who he is and the more I get to know about him, just the more I love him. I love that about Paul. And Y'all know, if you've been around me, you know Paul was my boy. Paul was bad, son. Paul was pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling, and the high calling wasn't being on a stage. It wasn't singing a song. It wasn't being on a CD or being on a, on a TV program. His goal wasn't TBN. That's some minister's goal. Nothing wrong with that. That's good. TBN's a big platform. But Paul wanted to know him. <laughs> he said, oh, that I may know him. Hallelujah. He's so good to us. Amen. Visitors, good to have you. So thankful God sent you our way today. If this is your first time, pray today. This won't be your last time that God will just find you a place and you'll feel right at home with us and, um, and God will do something special and you faith renewed. You know what to do. Let, let first time guests know. We think they are like cool, coolest things since sliced bread. Amen. Amen. Don't forget about the Easter egg extravaganza coming up. Still ringing, doing something, but I'm not real loud up here, I don't think. I don't know what that is. Because if I get spitting up here, get crazy, it may really ring. Amen. So look out, Pastor. I might just let it roll, son. Front row, man. Y'all, y'all brave. Amen. Front row. That's anointing on the front row. If you've been coming to church and you haven't been feeling something, you're like, man, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel anything lately. Come on up to the front row. You'll get something. Amen. Even if it's just spit from the pastor as he's preaching, but you'll get something. Amen. But be here. It's, it, it just, just, it's, it's glory up here near the front. Amen. That's awesome. But um, we are glad you're here. Again, don't forget about that in a couple weeks. Just real quick before I jump into the Word, just want to bring you a brief, quick update of what's going on as far as facilities and uh, to the best of our ability and knowledge of what's happening and what's going on right now. Um, many of you know we did place uh, an, an offer on a piece of property. And again, it is um, what I guess some people would call a lowball offer of what the actual asking price is, and we've offered that. Uh, so we're just uh, waiting and trusting God. I, had re I got received an email back from our agent uh, this week and just said it looks like it will be the second week of April before we hear back whether or not that was... Um, you know, accepted, denied. I said from the talks that seem to be happening, he says there's probably going to be a counteroffer. We don't know if that's going to be like way up here, way, you know, real close to where we're at. We don't know. We're just going to just wait and trust God. But uh, we just, uh, just want to let you know that and just keep you aware of what's going on. Just continue to pray. We want God's perfect plan. If God doesn't want us on that property, we don't want to be on that property. Amen. I just, want, I just want what he wants. And uh, so, again, that is something you can pray for. Um, I do want to encourage you to do this. Uh, we, I haven't said much about it in a real long time, but uh, we have a building fund. I heard, it was kind of funny. Some, somebody said you, the church has, kept, keeps a building fund. Even after you get a building, you still got to keep a building fund. But I, I think that's great. But, again, don't forget about that. I believe this is fertile soil. I mean, I believe you are connected to fertile ground and where God's doing something great. So I encourage you, everything that you sow into this ministry, again, it is a, it's, this is a nonprofit organization. It's a tax write-off for you. But more than that, I believe it's seed that's going to go into fertile soil, which will bring back fruit and produce increase in your life. Amen? 
So I encourage you to do that. We've been hovering right around 60,000, around that range, 50s, high 50s for a while. And um, I was talking to someone else uh, about our situation and, and, um, and about another piece of property. And they said, well, could you get $100,000 together? And I said, I believe we could raise that. And again, we can raise that with God's people just, just sowing and giving and being obedient to what he asked of us. So I believe that God can do that through our people, through us. Amen? But again, they don't have to come here to sow in this, in this ministry and into the kingdom work. So if you know somebody who, maybe you may know somebody who goes to another church, doesn't go to church, but believes in, 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 in what, I, what happens when we give, I want to encourage you to do this. Tell them what God's doing here. Send them to our website. Let them see what's happening. Uh, so, uh, and, and let's just trust God that he's going to do, again, his thing, his work, his timing, his way. Because that's what I want. Amen? Amen. Is that what you want? Amen. Amen. Let's do this. Take your Bible. Hold it up. I ain't got you to hold that thing up in a while. That's good. I like that. That's cool. It's cool when you come to church and actually there's Bibles there. I think that's a good thing. If you go if you are visiting, if you go to a church, you don't see many of those and they don't use that, Run. Don't walk, run, flee, as the Bible says. So, uh, so, so, so make sure you see those. Turn me to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. That was almost sound like y'all were excited. Almost. Thank you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Hallelujah. One verse today. Somebody say Amen. Good, great. Can you believe it? You might get out of here before lunchtime. One verse today. I get her. I'll get it. I'll get it out of you somehow. We'll pull it out. I'm going to preach about 10 minutes. How about that? I just want to see here. Just try. I'm kidding. I'm lying. But uh, no, we're, I'm not. I'm going to preach more. Well, no, I'll do what God says. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 18. I want you to do this. I want you to read it with me. If you don't have your own, your own Bible with you, it is on the screen. We want to provide that for you and uh, make that available. It says this. It says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, the King James says saved, already saved, amen, I'm saved, and I know that I am, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Look at your neighbor and say, it is the power of God. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, it is the power of God. Wow. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, thank you for the cross. God, we thank you for the cross. Lord, we thank you for what it represents. God, what it stands for as, as a believer, God. Lord, we thank you for what took place and what happened there on that cross, God, for us. God, we thank you, Lord, as we sung this morning, God, for redeeming us. And God, we are the redeemed of the Lord. God, we, are, we have been purchased and provided and paid for, God, our salvation. God, our great soteria, God. And we thank you, Father, for the cross of Calvary. God, let us never forget, Lord, what took place there, God. And we pray, Lord, that through this series that you'll open up our eyes, God, once again. Lord, that you'll take every person in this room, every person who may hear this underneath the sound of my voice in another country, across this world, Father. 
I pray, God, that you'll take us to the foot of the cross again. Lord, take us to that place. God, give us, give us a glimpse, Lord, of who you are and what you've done, God, in our lives. And we praise you today. God, I pray, Lord, the anointing of God will rest upon me to bring this word with truth and with boldness, God. And the anointing of God will rest upon your people to hear and receive right now, God, what needs to be said and spoken into their life. God, open up their ears, Father, and their spirits to receive this now. We just come against right now any hindrance. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Using that HSN charge card and saving a lot of money. Well, the black is so stunning with the white skull. You're getting the black and white. To be a then human being. And, and many ways, no, but many paths to what you call God. That and her path crazy. might be something else. This is a beautiful cross, and it is in your turquoise. We're going to talk about the cross. We've sold close to 300 already. I hmm. If you was here last week, I said something to you that uh, I don't know if you grabbed it or not, but I said we're starting a new series today. Amen? A new series this morning. I said, it's going to be off the chain. Some of you thought I was just being cool and just breaking down some type of cool lingo, didn't you, young people? You know, your pastor was that, that, that off the chain, did you? But really, you did not understand and know that we are actually starting a series today called Off the Chain. And I want to say thank you for all the, I'm telling you, the awesome response that we got over the last series. Uh, I mean, it was, it's just been incredible to hear, and, and thank you. And as a pastor, it, it does encourage your heart when you know that people are grabbing something and listening to it, been getting feedback from different places about what the Word has, been, has done for some of you guys. And again, it was just straight from the heart. Uh, it was just straight from my heart, and it, it was a word of encouragement. I believe it was a... Um, I believe it was a, a, play, a, a word that you can take with you, and no matter where you're at in your life, it's one of those words you can go back to. This was one of our most downloaded series on, on our internet. It was one of the most uh, downloaded series out there. And I tell you, it's been encouraging, it's been exciting uh, to see what God has, has even been doing through that. And that's a means of media and a, a place that God has given us, something He has given us to use for His glory. I mean, there's a lot of things out there on the internet that aren't being used for God's glory. And so it's good to know that there are things happening. And uh, I tell you, we have a way through our new website to, to, to study and look at the statistics of, of where the website is being hit from and where it's being, being uh, viewed from and those type of things. And it's been exciting to look and to see on the Internet where the Word of God is being preached in this house and in this place has been hit in London, England. Amen. Mate? No, that's Australia. My God, I miss that. What, what, what do they say down there, folks? Okay. What do they say? Chaps. Chaps. Offer you Jolly Chaps who's listening in London. Thank you for, for checking us out. And uh, it, it's been neat to know. I saw this that, that through our site. People have been listening in Germany. So, Fafenugan, baby. I mean, whatever it is, Volkswagen. And, uh, and I mean, and we're glad that you are, you are, you're checking it out. So, uh, Again, uh, I mean, just it, it, it's exciting to see. I, I, got an, I got a response back this week that missionaries that we've supported in Paraguay are going are, are to be checking out and listening to, to the messages and, being, and staying connected to what God's doing here and the Word of God that's being brought forth. So, so for our missionaries and friends in, in Paraguay, we, we greet you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let them know you love all the missionaries out there in the field. They can hear this, so let, let them know it. 
And what's really cool is we can do this, and I've done that this week, and again, have received feedback. People who have come to me, not even not come to this church, they don't have to come to this church. But if they, who have just said, you know, I'm going through this, and they're in a situation, I encourage them to say, hey, go check out this last series that, that was preached at, from this pulpit, and, and just download it. And again, the feedback has been incredible. We can do that. And again, this is what I like about it. Every bit of it is free. Some people charge for the gospel, for the messages out there. And again, if they do that, that's okay. I'm not condemning nobody. But we make that available. So again, just remember what you're connected to. Remember what when you sow into something, you're not just even just affecting Greenville. You're affecting what I believe the world. And I, I, I just, yesterday about 1230, 12.28 exactly when it happened, I was just spending some time with, with, with God and getting from my heart ready and prepared and just trying to see God about today. And, and he showed me something in the Spirit. No one freak nobody out who don't understand the Spirit, but I believe it was a vision. But he showed me a soldier and in what I believe was a foreign land with a small MP3 player. And he had one earphone in, in, in this ear and he was listening and hearing the gospel, and he was listening to the worship that was taking place in Greenville, South Carolina, Faith Renewed. So I was like, man, God, thank you for that. So sometimes he just encourages it. Again, there's a, there's a bigger picture. There's more that's happening than what we know and what we see. So, so praise team, when, when you're talking about holy visitation, that's just not a song. Amen. You might be setting an atmosphere for someone who needs it in a foxhole in Afghanistan, who needs the visitation from the God. Amen. So, so, so again, we're part of a big thing here, and it's just exciting. So, and I believe this. I believe if you can get a word in somebody, I believe you can change their situation. I believe if you can get a word in somebody's heart, I believe it can turn things around. So today, I believe that God's got a word for us, and, 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 and God's got a word for you today. So whether you're listening in, in Greenville, in the sanctuary of faith renewed, or you're listening across the sea somewhere, uh, I just speak blessings into your life, and um, I know God's got a word for you today. Amen? Amen. Amen. And it's going to be off the chain. I looked this up in, in the Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. I looked this up in the Urban Dictionary, and the Urban Dictionary says this, a great deal of fun. So I, I believe that serving Jesus is a great deal of fun. Amen. Three of you love Jesus and, and, and think it's a lot of fun. For those of you who don't think it's a lot of fun, just keep serving him. It get, it's it's going to get better. It may get ugly in between, but it's always going to be good. So it's a great deal of fun. But again, this message is not just being about a great deal of fun, but this message is about taking us back to the cross. This, this, this series is about taking us to the place to where Jesus bled and died and gave his life for us and for us as the body of Christ to begin to do this, begin to go to a place where we recognize and remember what happened at Calvary once again. I believe this. I believe that there's power in the cross. I believe that, I, I, that there is power in the cross. Now again, I'm not just talking about the cross that we see and what's been put in the industry today and what's become profitable. And, I, and again, nothing all profit. If you, if you have a creative side to you and you create something and, and you can use the cross to, to produce increase in your life as long as you pay your tithes, hey, that's good. So, so do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But we see the cross. We see it across television. We sit across, uh, we sit across T-shirts uh, on top of billboards. We sit on top of churches. 
We see it today, and I, I'm, I'm sporting my new shirt that somebody blessed me with, and thank you for this. And they didn't even know this was right on time. But even on my shirt this morning, it's become one of my favorite shirts because it's got the cross on it. But if, but if you think about it, we see this everywhere. But I believe a lot of times what happens is we sometimes forget what the cross really represents. If it becomes just a cool symbol for us, and just maybe a symbol of, well, we're Christians and we go to a church and, and they may meet in a theater, but we still have the cross and, 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 and it's cool. And if it becomes just a fashion statement, instead of something that we fashion in place and put in our heart, we've lost the total meaning altogether. And then we've missed it totally. And, and I tell you, we're in a craze now. Tattoos is a big deal. And you see them everywhere. And I go to the gym and you see them all over people now. And, and I, that, that's cool. Nothing wrong with any of these things. But if it becomes just a, just a cool symbol, we are missing the power of the cross. If it just becomes something, I got some, I've, I've had some cool ones in my day, just something that we wear around our neck and not something we wear in our heart, we'll never change Greenville. Wow. But when we take it off the chain, and take it to a hurting world. When we take it to a place who needs Jesus, and we take it to, to, a, to, a, to a somebody who sits beside us in our classroom, and we take it to somebody who's, who's beside our cubicle and who works down the line from us, when we take the cross to someone like that, we will see things begin to change. I don't want to ever miss the true meaning of the cross. Oswald Chambers says this. Oswald Chambers, he was a great minister. He was a great writer. He was, he was a pastor. He was a great author from the late 1800s, early 1900s. Hundreds, he said this about the cross. He said that all of heaven is interested in the cross of Christ. All hell terribly afraid of it, while men are the only beings who more or less ignore its meaning. Now listen to me today. If heaven's interested in it, hell's afraid of it, I want to tap into every bit of it that I can. Come on, if, if heaven is interested in it and, and hell is afraid of it, I want, I want to walk in that thing and, and like Arthur Blessed whose movie just come out, I want to carry the cross of Calvary with me everywhere I go and begin to show people what it can do for them. What he done on that cross for us. And, and I think, and I believe this, I think what's wrong with the world today, we've become less interested in what heaven's interested in. Now, come on, just stay with me for a second. I believe we've come less interested in what heaven's interested in. Now, when what we start and we begin to produce money and we put in God, we trust on it, now we're in a place where they're trying to take it off. I believe we're less interested in what heaven's interested in. Come on, when we're now in a situation where we can't have a license plate, Christians... But every other organization, every other football team, I'm a duck, I'm a duck hunting fan. Ducks Unlimited has got a license plate, but a Christian can't have one. This says we believe and we trust him. Amen? This messed up. When we come to a place where we're less interested in Christ, I believe what happens is it's what's happening in the world, and now I'm scared of this. It's what's happening, I believe, and it's drifted down into the church today. Now, now this is going to be a tough message, parts of it, and, and I know it may not be for everybody because everybody don't receive these types of words, but listen to me. I, I believe what a, lot, a lot of what's happening is in the church today, we've been competing with the world for so long. We said, if we can't beat them, let's join them. I know that's heavy. 
we're in a time where I believe if we said, well, if, if we can't beat them, let's join them. Let's see how, how close we can get to them and still maybe say, yeah, we're a church and we're Christians. If, if we can't beat them, let's, let's just hang out here and, and let's, let's join them. I think it's what's happening, what's wrong with a lot of pulpits today. The message of the gospel of Christ has become so watered down, nobody's getting changed anymore. Nobody's, you know, nobody's seeing the things that we should be seeing. Nobody's witnessing things and, 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 and observing what God should be doing. And, and this blows my mind. The church has now become, and again, I'm not, just, I'm not beating us down. I'm awakening us to what God's doing and what he's wanting to do on the earth today. I believe this. It, it's, it's, it's become now in a lot of arenas just a social gathering. My mind was blown when I, I used to work at a, at a, at a fitness center and, and I, I, I would be there and I'd hear people talk about what happened Friday night and Saturday night. And some people, I don't like all that old, old school holiness preaching. I don't know if I believe all that anymore. Well, it's up to you and Jesus. But listen to me. It blows my mind when I hear people talk about what all happened in the club and then said, I'll see you tomorrow morning at church. There should be a change. There, there, should be, there should be something going on. There should be something happening in us. And, and there should be something taking place. And, and, and we should be coming to a place as God, as God's people, as the body of Christ. We, we should be joining what that soldier who God showed me in that fight soul in the spirit. And we should be like an army who's rising up, who's coming together and not silent any longer, but carrying the cross of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a dying and a hurting world. It's what God's called us to do. This blows my mind, and, and, and what's happening is because of what we're seeing in trends in church today, there's no real power anymore. And it's sad. I, I think what happened after 9-11, uh, and if you know what I'm talking about, it's what happened in 2001, 9-11, September 11th, when planes began to crash into the Twin Towers in New York City. It said that after that 9-11, it said that that's the following Sunday were the most packed out churches in America. The place is filled up. And people just come from out of the woodwork, man. They come from all directions. And they begin to come around. And they begin to show, man, I, I, I need an answer. And they were beginning to run in fear and terror. And they ran into the churches of America. But what blows my mind is these same church growth statistics say this. That two weeks later, the churches were right back where they were at. And I know this is hard and heavy, but stay with me. We point our finger at them and say, well, they weren't really serious about Jesus. When I say maybe what the problem was, we didn't give them the answers that they were looking for when they walked in through our doors. When they come in and they say, I have questions. I need answers. And we're saying, well, you just keep a positive mindset and everything's going to be okay. You just keep smiling and looking in the mirror and say, everything's going to be okay. And they look in the mirror and nothing changes. If we can ever take them to the cross, things will change. But it's kind of like, I don't know, I heard somebody talking, kind of like a, a flu shot. If, if, you, uh, if, if you was affected by the flu this past year, just raise your hand up real quick. Look at this. Man. It, this thing went nuts this year. There was an epidemic 
as they, was, they, they were calling it. There was a strand of this thing that was floating around the flu shot didn't work on. So, but here's what the deal is. We think the answer was, well, we take a flu shot, then, then we don't get the flu. And, and that's true. You know what you give somebody when you give them a flu shot? Who said it? You, you give them the flu. Now, now listen to me. This is, this is crazy. You're not really giving them the full thing. Doctors even say this. We're going to give you just enough of it that you don't contract a real thing. And what's happening in churches today, we're saying, well, if we can give them just, en just enough of this and, and just enough of that, and what's happening is we're not giving them the full, the full message of Jesus Christ. We're not giving them what can really take place and change their life. And what's happening is we want just a shot of holiness, and so we don't have to really be holy. Oh, I knew I wouldn't get but one on that. That's okay. You, I'm still preaching to the anointing right now. I'm bringing truth. It, we want just enough of truth to where we don't have to really walk in the truth. My God. I... We want just enough of, of, of something so that we don't have to really get the real thing. But here's the deal. It just, you're never really contagious with just a flu shot. You're, you're not contagious when, 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 when all you have is a shot. You're not contagious until you get the real thing. Amen. You're not really, nobody can get what you got until you are full-blown, I mean laid out, carrying this thing with you. You're never really walking in, and you're never contagious with what you have as long as you're carrying just some substitute of the real thing. And I'm telling you, they ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. I ain't talking about Marvin either. Some of you old school Marvin Gaye fans know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about us as the body of believers getting back to the cross. Here's the deal. We will never change Greenville with a flu shot. We will never infect our schools, young people. We're saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to youth group, and I do those things. I went to Shabbat. Uh, do you know Jesus? Us older folks who are more mature and wise, far better looking, will never change our offices and our workplaces and, 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 and the gyms and the fitness centers and all these places where we're just walking in just some form of God, but denying His power. And truly walking in what God has for us. And it's funny, this blows my mind, I guess, probably more than anything about the whole flu sickness or whatever it is. You know how you can tell if someone's really contagious? It's when they got a fever, it's when they got a temperature. Now, some of you get mad. Now, I know some, I've heard some of y'all moms say this. I can't believe they brought them to church and put them in the nursery. And, and, they, and they, man, they let them come to school. And I can't believe you carried them to school. And they had a fever. Everybody's looking straight ahead. No, no I never said that. That's okay. Listen, listen, it's okay. Listen, I think it's the same way with the cross of Christ. When we become consumed with the fire of God again. I know we don't hear this much from pulpits any longer. 
But when we get totally immersed and baptized in the fire of the Holy Spirit once again, then we'll, we'll be so contagious. We will begin to burn for Him. We'll begin to take the gospel into a place. And I don't believe it'll be just a little case here and there. I believe it'll be a full-blown epidemic. I believe it'll be a place where we, we truly change an environment. What God has done and what we've seen, I believe, is just a, just a bit of flu shot compared to what God has wanted to do. But it'll take place when God's people get back to the cross once again. Remember what He did for us. Remember Remember what he took our place on the cross and redeemed us from the curse of sin and paid a price for us that we couldn't pay. God, I want to burn for you, Lord. Verse 18 says this. Somebody says, oh, this is foolishness. Hold on. If this is foolishness to you, get ready to hear this. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. That was me like repenting right now. God, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. Amen. But if this is foolishness to you, it's foolishness to those who are perishing. And what's real cool is today that can be changed for you. Because this is what the gospel says in the next verse, or later in that verse, it says, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. I love the word power. And I, I've, I've, I've studied this word out and it's amazing to me the different meanings. When you see the word power in the New Testament, there are normally, this is just a quick teaching, there, there are three words that you see for the word power. One of them is the word exousiae. It, it, it's, it's what comes when, when we hear things, and it, it truly stands for authority. So if we understand our authority as believers, if we understand the authority, that word power was the same word when you look in, I believe, like Mark 14 and 3, when you see uh, Jesus bringing forth 12 guys and anointing them and giving them, the Bible says, power to go cast out devils and heal sicknesses. That's exousia. It's what God, I believe, called us as his, as his believers to walk in. That kind of power. It also is the word kratos. It, it, it is the word that comes from, from reigning. It, it's where when you see things in the scripture like honor and power, it comes from Christ reigning. It comes from God reigning and sitting upon his throne in all of his glory and all of his power. And in a place where because of this who he is, what we sung a while ago, because of where he sits... We can operate in power. Now, I, I, could, I could, man, I could preach that right there. It, it, it's because of where we sit. When we understand of where we sit because we're believers and because we're joint heirs with Jesus, that's when we begin to operate in more power. It's a powerful thing. I'm telling you, it's amazing to me. But in this text today, and in several texts, it's one of my favorite meanings. It's the word dunamis. It, it, it's the word dunamis, and, and, it, and it literally means power. And, and, and it's where we get the word dynamite from. And, and listen to this. This is the true meaning coming from the Greek lexicon. It says that it's power for performing miracles. Strength, ability, inerrant power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Moral power and excellence of soul. The power and influence which belong to riches and wealth. Hmm. Power and resources arising from numbers. God, that, that, that need to get in us right there. Power and resources arising from numbers. You know we're more powerful when we come together. 
You, you know that, that, that that's why when we come together underneath a corporate anointing and you, you bring your faith, the Bible says we've all been given a measure of faith, you bring your measure of my measure, God begins to move and things happen and, and, and God begins to, begins to just make great things happen. It's power consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, or hosts. Now listen, we are, I said earlier, the army of a living God. Not just a meeting of social, of, of socialized, gathering together and just, just come together and hang out. But we are a, a gathering of an army of God. And we come together, there's strength in numbers. And things begin to happen. And I love the Word of God. And there's some things in God's Word that blows my mind. And I tell you, I love getting together with people who know the Bible. And I love to get together with people who know more than I know. Because it just opens up my spirit, my heart. And I'll listen, man, and I'll take notes, and I'll write stuff down, go back and study it. And I love some of the things we get into. And, but a lot of time, I believe what's happened today, a lot of times is we've got so caught up in some of the, the things that are just, you know, just, well, I, I'm unsure of this, I'm unsure of that. I, I, I believe the Bible says it this way. I believe it means this, and it means that, and all those things. And again, I love those conversations. I love to have them. I love a good Bible study. But we can't get away from the true message of this book right here. And it's the gospel of God. The Bible says it's the power of God unto salvation. It's the power of God unto salvation. And I love Revelation. Angel knows I'll be laid in the bed and I'm reading. And if she hears me, if she, if she hears me say something, like, oh, come on. Oh, that's good. Right there. I mean, she'll be like, what? And I, 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 she used to have sleep, so I'll just tell her anything. She believes me and goes back to sleep. But, I mean, I, I, I love those moments when revelation comes to me. It's powerful. If, you, if you're a Bible reader, and if you're not, start reading. But God will bring you revelation. And it's a powerful thing, and I love it. But in all the revelation, and all the understanding, and all the things that we get, we can never get away from the power of the cross. We can never get away from you. You can know Greek and Hebrew so good, it can be like your second language. And again, I, I, we, can, oh yeah, we got to study that stuff out. I try to throw y'all some Greek stuff, did today because it's powerful. Took a Greek class one time, and our teacher said this in the first lesson. He said, I'm glad you're here today. He said, Because you're going to get an understanding of some things. He says, when, when you don't know Greek, he said, It's like you kissing your wife through a screen window, through a screen door. He said, It's okay and it's good. But it's a whole lot better when that thing's removed and you get a, 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 the, the, full, the full force. I, and I, I agree with that. That's true. When we get an understanding of Greek, it's a powerful thing. But we can never get away from the true message and the meaning of the cross. And it's this, that he came. He lived, he died, and he's coming again. And mighty is the power of the cross. Listen to this.
is the holy cross Where the Lamb laid down His life To lift us from the fall Mighty is the power of the cross. Listen to these words. What can take a dying man and raise him up to life again? What can heal a wounded soul? What can make us white as snow? What can fill the emptiness? mend our brokenness restores our faith in God reveals the Father's love leads the wayward home melts the heart of stone frees the guilty ones saves and helps us overcome God mighty awesome wonderful is the Holy Cross just bow your heads for a moment if you will Think for a second. The song says that it is so scriptural. Where the Lamb laid down His life to lift us from the fall. Mighty is the power of our cross. It makes it so simple for us, really. None of us have to be Bible scholars and be great readers and know Greek or Hebrew to fulfill the great commission of Christ. That's what when he said in the great commission, just take the good news, make disciples. You know, it simply starts with the gospel message and every person in this room can do that. I love the guy in the Bible who was blind and Jesus healed him. And you know the story, Matthew. Jesus healed him and the Pharisees, they, they had to question everything about how it happened and who the God was and what all was going on and, and who sinned. And, and the, the God who was blind, who was, who was now healed, he basically told these guys, he said, I don't know all that. All I know is that I was blind and now I can see. If we as a church would just begin to tell people if we're Christians, if we just begin to tell them, oh, I, I used to be blind, but now I can see. There's a story about a guy on a cross again. You don't have to know the, the great words that go with it. You don't have to know that salvation is a great soterian, sozo, and, and, and all this. That's awesome. I love it. It's so cool to study those things out. But what if we just wrapped our arms around and we just said, you know something that God so loved the world? He gave His Son whosoever believes in it won't have to perish and we just talked to him about the cross we took it off the chain and we and it was no longer just a cool symbol but we carried it to 
to a world that needs Jesus. Mighty and powerful is just that message within itself. Paul said in Romans 1, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Next week in this place, we're going to talk about being a hospital for the hurting and the broken. How awesome if this for the next seven days we carried a cross into our workplace and we carried the cross of Jesus into schools and we carried the gospel message and we told about our Father's love and the mighty power that's within it and we see them in this place sitting in one of our seats filling up this altar of their life being changed it's not really that hard if we'd really take it off the chain and put it in our hearts again and carry it help us to carry it across not be ashamed of it Lord stand with me please if you don't mind just continue to bow your heads for a moment what's really cool about knowing the Greek and Hebrew and knowing those things that salvation is more than just a ticket out of hell and into heaven. There is so much that comes with the satiety of God that comes with the salvation of him. <laughs> there's so many things and there's so many benefits that come from it. And all these things that I've talked about today, some of you, when I said, I, I read some of those words and when Justin said them so good, that, that's, that's me. I'm, I'm in a place and, 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 and I'm hurting, I'm wounded, I'm, I'm empty, I'm broken. I need someone to restore the, the love again. And I feel like a wayward son. I need to come home. Whatever these things are, let me tell you something. The cross of Calvary is the answer to your question. If we would have told him this after 9-11, I believe the third great awakening would already be in full force right now. We'd truly be seeing revival breaking out. Like unlike we've ever even already seen. So much greater than the answer. Jesus it's the cross of Calvary if you're here today first of all you don't have salvation you're, you're, not, a, you're not a Christian as we call it or whatever label we put on it but you don't have a relationship with him what he did on the cross he did for you he did it for you when he bled and died and when he was wounded and beaten did it for you. I won't embarrass you, I promise. If you say, I need Jesus, I need a relationship with Him. I don't have a real relationship with Christ, and I need that in my life. And you say, Pastor, pray for me. That's me. I want you to do something. I'm, I, I, I want you to just real quick, right where you are, I want you to slide your hand up, just straight up in the air. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Who else? Thank you. Who else? You can put it back down. Praise God. Some of you have been coming to church. Thank you for coming. Some of you have been here since day one, but there's no relationship there. Guys, it's time today. God wants you to pick up the cross. Carry it. If you raise your hand, 
about to be in these exact words, but the Bible says this. He said, if you believe that Jesus died for you, God raised him from the dead. And if you call on him right now, you'll be saved. Just say something like this. Say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Can we all say that together? Jesus, I need you in my life. I ask you today to save me. I receive right now the gift of salvation. I confess you as Lord. And I receive you now. In the name of Jesus. In just a moment, I'm going to open this altar up. And if you prayed that prayer, I want you to come with these other people. Because we just want to just, just, just pray a prayer of agreement and just pray that God will seal and just bring strength to you. It doesn't matter what time it is right now. God's doing something in this place. But if this song was sung, or as I said, the words that I said, whether you're hurting, broken, empty, whatever it may be, you need strength. It's mighty. It's the power of the cross. Some of us we've grown so cold. God wants to burn a fire in you again. People have been catching what we got, but it ain't been catching the right thing. Sleep today, God wants to reignite a fire within you. If you're in the situation of what I called out earlier, you have a need for him, or you just say, God, I need to get back at the foot of the cross once again. And God, I want you to set me on fire for you, and I, I want to burn for you, God. I want you to slide your hand up real quick to your Father. Slide it up. Raise it up. Raise it up. Raise it up. God, I want to burn for you, Jesus. I want to burn for you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. If you say this, you say, God, I want to carry a cross you. I want to carry the gospel message into a hurting world. Say, God, I'll make a commitment fresh to you today, God. To carry the gospel, Jesus Christ, to a hurting world. Slide your hand up if you want. We'll do this quick, but as many as you can, please do this and just do it quick. If you raise your hand any moment, just step out right now and begin to move and come to this altar. Don't, don't hesitate. Don't wait. Just begin to step out. A lot of hands went up. Come, move quick. I want us to pray together. I want us to pray together. I want us to pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Thank you, Father.